Audible.com is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekgeeks and choose from over 180,000 audio programs, including the memoir I Am Spock, written and narrated by the late Leonard Nimoy himself. Hi, this is Kim Stinger, Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek Continues. All hailing frequencies are now open for the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks Podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. The biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. This is Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Bill Smith. I'm your co-host. It's uh, episode number 39. Wow. Dan hasn't killed me yet. And speaking of which, I'd like to introduce my co-host. He's the man, the myth, the former Montgomery Ward catalog underwear model. He's the striking and voguing Dan Davidson. Dan... Welcome aboard, buddy. You've used that one before, dude. I don't see it in the thing. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like said something, and then you were like, "Oh, well, Montgomery Ward's out of business. So if that guy is still sending you stuff, then you got troubles." Yeah. See, okay. See, I was going to compliment you on the introduction because it was very radio esque and was awesome, but now I have to give you crap because you used something twice. Well, in which case, it's uh, <laughs> all gloves are off next week, jerk. <laughs> okay. All right. How you doing? I'm doing fabulous. I, uh, fabulous. It's, as, as everyone knows, we weren't here last week. We uh, had nope. a bit of a field trip, which we'll tell everyone about later. A little bit. Um, but this week, upcoming, we've got, of course, Thanksgiving here in the States. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to take some time to celebrate the season and, and talk about uh, potential shopping items with Black Friday coming. And we'll talk about, uh, lastly, the things for which we are thankful, of which there are many. In the Trek universe or just all around? Whatever you want, buddy. Oh, all right. Okay. I like okay. it. I all like right. the plan. It's a good outline for the show. You're doing good work, son. Oh, thanks, Dad. I really <laughs> appreciate that. So, Dan, let's talk about some recent items in news around the Star Trek sure. universe. It would appear that Renegades, their Kickstarter, is actually doing really well. and with They are four- doing very well. With 14 days to go... They um they actually looking like they're probably going to hit that goal, aren't they? Yeah, they got a goal of uh, three hundred fifty thousand, and as of just a few minutes ago, as we record this evening, they're at two hundred thirty nine plus thousand. Uh, so they are doing really well. Um, I, I you know I got to tell you, we we had our review of Renegades uh, several weeks ago, and and I think it's safe to say that neither of us were really big on it. We had some some negative things to say. I'm starting to really hope that 
they fix it with episode two, with the cast that they've signed on and with the new writing staff. Seeing the amount of money that they're pulling in makes me hopeful that uh, that they're going to be able to right the ship. I hope so. I mean, you and I have talked about the champion rule before, which is somebody's favorite episode of Star Trek or favorite series is somebody's least favorite. And of all the independent productions, I think Axanar, I'm sorry, not Axanar, Renegades has been my least favorite. Um, I I hope they can write the ship, but even if they don't, there are still going to be people who love it. And oh yeah, and that's fine. I mean, uh, you know, infinite diversity and infinite combinations. They're welcome to love it, just as I'm welcome to not. I'm still not very hopeful. You know. Yeah, I'm. It's a cautious optimism. Um, but I mean, when I think of, you know, every time I think of Renegades, I think of certain scenes in the first one that would just, oh, just, ah. so hopefully, uh, hopefully good things will happen. They're getting the money. Hopefully they'll be able to do something, uh, good with it. Like maybe get better wardrobe, better paint, better, you know, okay. sets, <laughs> <laughs> but they got Terry, right? They, they do have Terry and, uh. Well, let, let's skip to that particular item next on the list because you invoked her name. We do have uh, a couple of birthdays coming up this week in the Star Trek universe. We do. Um, just let everybody know today's the, uh, November eighteenth. We're filming. Uh, we're filming. <laughs> we're filming on the eighteenth. We're recording on the eighteenth. Tomorrow is Terry Farrell's birthday, as well as Robert Beltran's birthday. They share the same birthday, so Jad Zia and Chakotay. We want to wish them both a very happy birthday. And very many more, and we look forward to seeing what they're both going to do uh, in Renegades, as both of them have been signed on to be in the upcoming episodes. That's true. For the record, uh, Mr. Beltran is 61 this year. Uh, sorry, 62 this year, and Terry apparently will be 52 this year. Huh. And uh, they both look pretty great, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> so happy birthday to them, and of course to anybody else we may have missed. Uh, Dan, I accidentally invoked Axanar a few moments ago, and it turns out we actually have news on Axanar, don't we? Yeah, we do. We saw some interesting things posted on Facebook over the last several days, which uh, got my blood flowing in a positive way about what's coming up with Axanar. They actually were uh, filming a vignette uh, up in upstate New York. Uh, There were some great pictures uh, posted uh, by Alec Peters as Captain Garth uh, filming whatever they're filming. And it just makes me wonder how things are going along with Axanar. I don't think it's involved. I don't think it's the actual prelude to Axanar in any way. Um, I think you might have a little bit more information on what that actually is, if I'm not mistaken. So I was listening to Trek FM's official Axanar podcast, which is hosted by uh, Robert Meyer Burnett, uh, director of Axanar, and Alec Peters, who, as you mentioned, is Captain Garth. And they were filming sort of a. That's uh, almost like a. a, a, a not really a prequel, but a postquel of sorts. It's essentially the Enterprise coming to get Garth after he's finished his rehabilitation at Elba 2 to take him back to Starfleet. So okay. it sort of sets that part of it up. So it's certainly well after the Four Years' War. It's well after the events of... Um, of um, Whom Gods Destroy. Whom, thank you. I don't know why I blanked that just now. Whom Gods right. Destroy. Uh, and from what Rob said, it was uh, it was pretty amazing. So lots of good scenes with uh, Brian Gross, who plays Captain Kirk in, in Star Trek Phase 2. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it's back to being called Star Trek New Voyages. Um, they've switched that name a, a couple of times, and so I always forget which one it is now. But uh, stuff that takes place primarily on the Enterprise, they haven't released any other details or when it might be available. 
but it also gave them some good groundwork for, you know, preparing to shoot Axonar, which is good too. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the, um, the actual pictures of, of Alec as Garth looked great. The uniform, um, the set that he was on, it, it looked, it looked pretty damn good. It really did. So we look forward to hearing more about that. One other thing we heard about this week is um, he who will always be Captain Kirk, William Shatner, wants to do something special for Star Trek's 50th anniversary. And this one kind of has me making a face like, huh? <laughs> well, you always kind of look like that, really. That's because I'm usually in talking good, to you. <laughs> in a, oh, I was going to say in a good way. How, do you, how is that a good way? I, I, you're just a handsome chap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, um, this one's got me shaking my head a little bit too and scratching my head, I should say. Um, William Shatner announced this week that he wants to organize a musical to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Um, yeah. Next. <laughs> no, it's um, he's it's um, in the article that I was reading, he was uh, uh, saying that he wants to do this. It's been something he's been thinking about for a long time, but um, he's not getting a lot of luck with the higher ups at Paramount on the idea. You don't say. Uh, it seems, yeah. Um, so maybe somebody at Paramount does have a brain in their head. I don't know. Um, it's amazing though that when you think about it, he, he's he's eighty. William Shatner's eighty four now. Yeah, he is. And he has not slowed down at all. Um, you see him everywhere. He's going to conventions all the time. He's got you know his commercials, and and, and now he wants to do a musical. I'm not sure because I haven't read through the entire article because I was reading it really quick. If he wants to actually star in this musical, which would be hysterical, especially we could bring in some of the old songs, you know, Tambourine Man or whatever. That would be pretty good. Space, the final frontier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do have an update here that he posted something on Twitter. It looks like it was a few days ago. And he says, quote, I think the Star Trek musical story is getting out of hand. I mentioned in an interview that a company had approached me anecdotally. So take that with a grain of salt. But hey, it's Star Trek. Uh, Let me ask you this. As fans of Star Trek, we know that we love everything Star Trek. Would you go see something like this? I would have a curiosity about it, but I don't know that I'd necessarily be lining up to watch it. I don't, I, I, that's, I have to be, uh, along that same line. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would, you know, there was a Klingon opera that, that happened, uh, I think year before last or so. And I want to say it was in Cincinnati, but I could have that wrong. And I would have been interested to see that simply because I mm-hmm. want, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. Guys dressed yep. up as Klingons performing opera, you know, battle scenes. Yeah. I, I I don't know how you make Kirk and Spock and Bones a musical though. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. I, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be if that actually gets some legs and and they start running with it, that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Well, here's hoping they don't. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Dan. Lastly, we have a couple of countdowns to run through. Uh, looks like we've got 106 days until we have a big event in Boston that we're going to. Yeah, I'm excited about this. It's funny. We were just talking about how we would not want to go see a Star Trek musical, but we would both and are both very thrilled about going to see something with Star Trek music in it. Uh, Star Trek The Ultimate Voyage is making its way around the country, and I think internationally, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Um, It's going to be in Boston in 106 days, March 4th. 
you and I and our beautiful brides are going to be heading down there to to uh, watch some Star Trek magic. We got some good seats too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Front row mezzanine center. It's going to be awesome. We'll be at the uh, the Wang Center for the Performing Arts in Boston, Massachusetts. The the concert tours, of course, going all across the United States in, in 2016. Uh, I know you can get tickets on Ticketmaster. I know there's a, a website for the Ultimate Voyage concerts. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. But uh, it promises to be a, a great night because it's not just music, but there's also a video component too, which will be amazing. Yeah, huge video screen behind the orchestra. And uh, um, their website has a great um, kind of like teaser of it. Uh, Go check it out. And if you like Star Trek music like we do, or just instrumental, I like a lot of soundtrack stuff, a lot of instrumental stuff. This is going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be great. And Dan, we have another countdown to talk about. This one's probably a little more momentous, wouldn't you say? A little more momentous and a little bit further out than I would really like right now. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 258 days to go. Ugh. Until... Vegas 50. Vegas 50, baby. It's 258 days. I remember being excited when 100 days of waiting had gone by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we maintain a little Facebook event group. And, you know, to the people who go on our, our usual Vegas trip, there's, there's probably about a half dozen or, or eight of us. And I had posted a screenshot on my phone saying, hey, 100 days down. And I thought, oh, man, there's 265 <laughs> more days to go. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, it'll but, be it'll be uh, worth the wait. I think. I, I of course it will be. You know the extra day. Odds yeah. are there's, there's got to be news about the new Star Trek series during this convention. Yeah, there has to wouldn't, be. Wouldn't it be great if they had like some kind of like world premiere teaser about it or something like that? Uh, I think that's definitely on uh, on the map. It's it's very possible. Yeah. If That'd nothing else, I think. Some sort of introduction to the cast would be great, whether it's on video mm-hmm. or in person. Yep, that would be awesome. And the possibility of you and I doing some kind of cosplay. What do you think? Yeah, about <laughs> that. <laughs> it's okay. Next. Some some of us are born cosplayers, and some of us are not. Right. <laughs> Check. <laughs> I, I will say this. You did there. I will support you 100% in anything you want to do as far as cosplay. I got some ideas. As we'll see. With regard to what I may do, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I may have for you. <laughs> we'll uh, well, the, the difference is we will be staying at the Rio this year. That's true. It'll be a little bit easier. Um, it's going to be great. 258 days. Well, actually, now it's 257 days, 23 hours. You know. Not that you're counting. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> I hope I can go. <laughs> well, if you hey, can, I, I promise to send you postcards. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Wow. Okay. So, Dan, speaking of postcards, last week, as you know, and as everyone knows who listens to Trek Geeks, we weren't here last weekend. We uh, we weren't able to drop an episode partly because we were traveling about the United States. We were. And 
we were the invited guests of a particular production, weren't we? We were. It was um it was really something. Uh, as people who have listened to the show know that we have a great love for this particular production. Um we had the opportunity to meet uh, and play around a golf with Vic Mignana in Vegas this past August. Uh, got to know each other, uh, discussed some possibilities of doing a few things, and uh, we were very honored to be invited to uh, go down to the set uh, and watch them film parts of episode six. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still sinking in. Um, you know, we have to say right off the bat, we can't thank everybody at Star Trek Continues enough. Ugh, from the never. moment we'll never be able to. Yeah, from the moment we crossed the threshold, you know, to the door, we were instantly made to feel like we belonged there and like we were part of their extended family. You know, in in a lot of businesses and a lot of organizations, you get this sense of of encampments and cliques and egos. And I I don't want to speak for you, Dan, but I'm going to try to. I, I don't think we sensed a, a single bit of that there. There was more openness and, and, and caring you know, of individuals and, and teamwork than you see in most you know, for-profit organizations. Is mm-hmm. that fair? Yeah. I, the only thing I would disagree on is it's, I don't think it's we don't think we saw it. We didn't, we didn't see that anywhere. No, you're right. Uh, you're right. Right from the moment, every single person that we met, um, right up the line from everybody. It was, it was, it was really something to behold. And, and as we've discussed it over the past several days, and as you're probably going to be able to tell through our conversation, I'm still at a loss for words for a lot of it. Um, it's very hard to put into words what the experience was like. For for me, and I'm sure for you. Again, I don't like you just said. I don't want to speak for you, but I think it's pretty fair to say that both of us were rendered speechless on many occasions. Not just for what we were seeing and what we were witnessing, but for how everybody was, how everybody acted, how they brought us in and made us feel like we were part of that uh, community down there. For Star Trek continues. They really did. The only thing that left me at a loss for words outside of that was. You're doing Aaron Neville impersonations at six in the morning as soon as the alarm would go off. We had to do something. I had to wake you up. <laughs> Look at this man. It's just just so easy to do. It flows. It's Aaron Neville, man. Uh, it was great. So the alarm would go off and it would be dark in the room. And the next thing I'd hear out of the darkness is Dan singing like Aaron Neville as if he had never slept. <laughs> well, it would be funny at 2 a.m. when I would be standing over your over your bed with the pillow in my hand, wondering if I should just, you know, put it over your face. I'm like, how would he like to wake up in the morning? And Aaron Neville popped into my head. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'm so glad you had inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, though. And, and you know what was even funnier? Not to digress too much, but when I started doing it on the plane <laughs> – Oh, that and was the hilarious. woman sitting next to you was like, hey, Aaron Neville. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, that was good. Our very first – we were there for, for two full days on set. Yep. The first day we were there, we actually got two tours of the set. Yes. And we probably should tell that story. <laughs> and I, I, how about, I'll tell the first tour and you can tell the second one. How's that? Okay. All right. 
I, can, I like that idea. Okay, so we get there, and we, we pull up to the building, and we're immediately greeted by a, a German shepherd from you know, the next building over that was incredibly friendly. And standing outside was Casey Shafsky, who's, uh, you know, who, who essentially spearheads the production. Production manager? I, I, I may get his I title wrong. I believe that's his title. Okay. I'll check it real quick. But Casey was sort of our liaison in, in setting this whole process up. And Casey could not have been a nicer guy. Um, he was so fabulous to deal with and talk to. And he just happened to be outside when we pulled up. So we get in and we drop our stuff. He goes, so let me, let me take you around. And we're like, oh, okay, great. We had no idea what we'd be walking into. And immediately he conducts us right into the brand new engineering set that they're almost done building. And I have to say it is breathtaking. Yeah, it sure is. You know, the, the level of detail and how good it looks. I mean, I felt like I was standing in, you know, the, the engine room from 50 years ago, including mm-hmm. the force perspective in the warp core. That was awesome. Even when, even when they didn't have the full lighting on, that perspective was amazing. What was even more amazing later on, but just to pull it in right now because we're talking about the engine room, is at some point they turned on some ambient sound of the engine room so that whenever you walked by it, you heard the engines. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was. So then Casey conducted us you know, through the next door, and we wound up in sick bay where the bio beds were. Yeah. And I, I think it was at that moment that you and I both started to feel like, oh, my God, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, that, that sick bay and those are the beds and, 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 and there's the, the screen and there's, there's McCoy's scanner and all, and all that stuff. Uh, so from there, he, he took us around the various – or he took us down the main corridor. Main corridor was pretty awesome. And, you know, I, I told – I said this to somebody earlier today. It's like, you know, it was a kid growing up in, in southern New Hampshire – I've walked those quarters in my mind maybe a thousand times or more, mm-hmm. you know, just, just as a kid, let alone as yep. an adult. And to be there walking down those sets, you know, as the recreations from 50 years ago, it was everything I hoped it could be and more. Agreed. You know, we saw the briefing room and we saw, you know, the, the crew quarters and we saw auxiliary control. We saw the Jeffrey's tube, which I've always wanted to see. Yeah. And turbo yep. lift. And then we round the corner. You know, from behind the set, and there it is. You know, the the, the last stop of the tour, the main bridge. Mm-hmm. And when we saw it, it was not lit up right. at that point. But still, it's I I didn't want to get too close to it. You know what I mean? I I had this reverence for the bridge. It's like, oh my god, there it is. It's almost it was almost like seeing a unicorn, in a, in a way. Yeah, it, it, for me, it was kind of like a religious artifact that you're not supposed to touch. You know, it's supposed to yeah. be gated off and and guarded and and stuff like that. It was it was it was amazing. Now we saw the Enterprise Bridge recreation in Vegas in August, right? And <laughs> being being standing next to the one that is used in Star Trek Continues. It's just it's there's no comparison, and there's no way to describe the feeling that you have knowing that you're standing on the bridge. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's I don't know what to say. It's <laughs> yeah, we were truly without speech. Yeah, you know, and it was it was emotional. It was so at that point, Casey led us back to you know the the sort of common area where. You know, the cast and crew have lunch. We sat down, you know, and, and had some coffee. And mm-hmm. then about 10 minutes later, I'll let you pick it up from, from what happens there because we saw you-know-who. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know who, yes. First of all, um, let me just give a quick um, FYI. Uh, Casey's the unit production manager. Okay. So I was very close. He basically is, he runs the show pretty, in my mind. Yeah. What he's able to keep in his head and, and, and do with all the people that are there, cast and crew is, is mind boggling. He was, he was awesome. But yeah, so we're sitting there uh, in this common area and, uh, and you can hear his voice. It's very distinct. And so Vic is, is, is saying his good mornings and, and, uh, he walks into the area. Vic Bignana, Captain Kirk, co executive producer, creator, everything. So like, oh, there's Vic, you know, so me, I'm like, oh my God, it's Vic. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> we're sitting there and, and he's a good, oh, what is he, 25 feet away, maybe, Bill? Yeah, I'd say that's uh, fair. Something along those lines. And, uh, he's talking with someone. I don't recall who at the moment, but um, as he's talking, he looks up and he sees us. And just a huge smile came over his face. He kind of stopped what he was talking about and came right over to us to welcome us, just two geeks who do a podcast, to this amazing place. So happy to see us. So glad we made it down. This, that, and the other thing. It really was. It really was telling about the type of guy that Vic really is, I think. I have to agree with you. I mean, it, we picked up with him like no time had gone by, and we hadn't seen him in three months. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was great. So he's talking, and he and he's got a big smile. And he goes, "So have you have you have you had the tour?" And I don't know if that was kind of like a bait question because when we were like, "Yeah, Casey just took us," he was not happy. <laughs> well, he wasn't in he a wasn't joking upset. way. Yeah, he was. He's like, he's like, that's my job. <laughs> he doesn't know how to give tours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got to get a second tour of the Enterprise by the captain himself. So we went through the whole thing again, and he took us into all the different rooms, the sick bay, and and one of the things that um, that uh, you didn't mention a moment ago is the transporter room, and it's oh, right. it's amazing to 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 be standing there and and thinking how you see it on television or on the web when you're watching Star Trek continues and and I never knew that the transporter pad is carpeted but it is and it's just it's just awesome to watch and you never really notice on screen how purple those walls are in the transporter room in season 3 yeah you really um, don't but he no, it's it, you don't. And he's telling us all the history about it. Oh, yeah, in season three, it changed to this. So, so we're walking with Vic, and we're having a great time and a great conversation. And then he brings us back to the bridge. Now it's lit. Well, no, it wasn't yelled, when we first got there. He, it wasn't when we first got there. He yelled somebody, because it, it's Vic. Vic can do that. Right. He just yelled out loud to, to fire up the bridge. And a minute or so later, everything's lit up. All the consoles are lit, and the lights are on, and... Oh man! The lights, the <laughs> lights for the bridge came on in sequence, like almost in the movies when yeah. you see them turn on the the fluorescent yeah. lights in a big warehouse, and they come mm -hmm. on staggered one at a time, yep. and one after the other. That's what the bridge did all the way around. It was like boom, yep. boom, 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 and then, I mean, it's lit. All the lights are blinking. The consoles are are lit up. It's like wow! I felt like a little yeah. kid visiting a cathedral for the first time. That's a very good analogy. We're, so we're standing there. We're actually, we're actually on the bridge. We're standing um, a little bit. If we're looking at the bridge from the view screen perspective, we're a bit, little bit off to the left of, the, of, the, of, the, um, uh, of Chekhov's station. And we're just kind of sitting there. And, and Vic's got his arm on the, on the red um, railing and we're talking. And, and uh, I said to him, I said, Vic, it's got to be really uh, amazing for you to bring people through here to watch 
the range of emotion that people have probably show on their face. I said, because I got to tell you, my heart's beating like a rabbit right now. And he started laughing. And he goes, you know, guys, and that voice is his. I can't do it as good as he can because it's his voice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's the one thing that he said, which I was I found fascinating was that he's afraid sometimes that when we see it as it is, that it takes away from the experience because we're used to seeing the bridge of the Enterprise. And now we're seeing the set of the bridge of the enterprise. And he wonders if that will take away. And I said, no, if anything, it adds to it because it, now we're seeing it, we're feeling it, we're touching it. And, and, and it was, it was mind blown. Yeah, it really was. Um, well, then he, so we're, we oh, sit ahead. there and he goes, he, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to, you're going where I was going to go next. So go ahead. Oh, okay, so we're sitting there and he, and he was really happy to hear that because I think it is a genuine concern of his that somebody's going to be like, Oh, no, oh, it's just a set, and there's <laughs> yeah. no sounds. It's just the lights, the, and the they'll doors, have the sounds in later. The doors don't make a noise? Oh. No. Doors! <laughs> but um, so then he's he's kind of laughing, and he, and he kind of looks at us, and he goes, so, go ahead. And we both look at him, and, and he's he's like shooing his head to the side. And we look at what he's pointing to, and he's, he's pointing at the chair. Yeah. And we go, what do you mean? He goes, have a seat. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he goes, that's an order, mister. So I jumped right up in the seat. <laughs> it's got, and, and it was just like, it was like, it was like, it was like sitting on heaven. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the chair, it swivels, which of course I know, but I'm like, Bill, it swivels. I just, I was a little eight-year-old kid all of a sudden. It's got all the buttons on the side, even the eject button. So I started doing the line from the episode with Finney, and he chimed right in with the next line from Kirk. He did. It was great. It was awesome. Um, so then I, um, when they got the guards to pry me out of the seat so that you could sit in it. I know. <laughs> what did what did you uh, think that first time we sat down? It, I, I sat there, and immediately I started spinning the chair a little bit to see if it spun as freely as you know it did for Kirk in yeah. the original series. <laughs> but I'm thinking to myself... I'm doing something I always wish I could do since I was about seven years old. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's going on 40 years. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted to be able to sit in that chair and spin around and look at Spock's station and look at Uhura's station and, you know, stare at the non-existent view screen. You know, that, that kind of thing. And I was, I was mesmerized. At that point, I stopped having emotions because I was, it's like you, my heart was, was racing with excitement. It's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm really doing this. So it's a, I had a great conversation with Andy Farber, who mm-hmm. you know, scores Star Trek Continues. Yep. Um, he happened to be there at the same time we were, and we had no idea he was going to be there. So yep. um, hopefully we'll talk to him at some point. But uh, it, was, it, it was a magical experience. I, I don't think it really that's, was. that's not hyperbole in any way. Nope, and there's there's no way to I don't think there's any way to say it where it won't sound like we're just like you know just piling it on. We're not. I mean, no. it's that it's that exciting. Um, we got a lot of stories we can tell. Um, I don't think we're going to do all that now, but it was. I, I I say this without joking. I actually said this to Vic. It's probably one of the top three days of my life. That first day. Yeah. There's so many things in life that are that are that you always will remember in a positive way. That's right up there because it's 
it's something that people don't get to do, and we were honored to be able to do it. You know, this is the type of thing that left, you know, uh, an indelible mark on both of us. Mm-hmm. It is an experience we will never forget for as long as we're on this planet. And we kind of made the decision while we were there that this was a story that was going to take us some time to tell. So right. obviously there's a lot we can't say about what we saw yet because we want to respect the the privacy and the confidentiality of the production. So as after episode six is released, what we will do is release what will likely be a, a two-part audio documentary um, on our experience, essentially narrating the story of our trip and... And we'll talk to a lot of the people who were involved in helping to make it such a, a magical time for, for both of us. Mm-hmm. But we figure that it'll exist as a time capsule, much like Star yep. Trek Continues does. You yep. know, our show is topical. It's timely. It's, it's a bunch of things where we talk about what's happening in Star Trek now. And we want kind of our story of, of our visit to Star Trek Continues to exist on its own as a, as a standalone thing. So... You know, we'll look for that when episode after sometime after episode six drops. But yep. uh, if you're looking for details, we're not giving them to you. <laughs> no, not a, you. Will, you could pry my fingernails off with a pair of pliers, and you're not getting any information from me. But with that being said, we are going to be able to share a couple of things, aren't we, Bill? We are. So once we post this podcast and it's available. We will put on our Facebook page some select photos that we've been cleared to release, which we're very excited mm-hmm. about. So it'll probably be a handful of photos that'll be out there, but still, you know, you'll get a sense of we we truly were there, and we were there for filming on the bridge for a couple of days, which is was pretty awesome. I, there's so many more we wish we could release, and we absolutely will at a later date, mm-hmm. but we certainly can't now, and. We totally understand and endorse the reasons why. Yep, absolutely. I came away with it feeling that I had just become good friends with 30 new people. Yeah, 30, 40, like, however many were there. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It, it was uh, – I don't think I've ever – I don't remember ever going somewhere and being brought in and welcomed and made to feel the way that we were made to feel for those two days. Now, is that because we're so special? I hope so. <laughs> I know you are. Oh, you're you're a special me. guy. <laughs> well, no, I, I think we, we arrived as visitors and observers, yes. and yeah. we left as, hopefully, uh, uh, friends. Yes. You know? I, yeah, I, I agree. Everybody there was so amazing. There were so many people we didn't get a chance to talk to. Because, you know, they're, they're busy filming stuff. I mean, it's, it's a working set. Yep. But we hope to have a lot of conversations with people to bring you as part of that audio documentary at, in early 2016, hopefully, whenever they drop the episode. Um, yep. So uh, we, we look forward to producing that for you and someday to you listening uh, to, to, to what we did. Because it's a story that, that uh, we will treasure always. I don't think I can say it any better than that. As you know, this week in the United States, we have two big days on the calendar, one of which is 
known as Black Friday, probably the busiest holiday shopping day of the year. And, you know, there are a lot of deals to be had, and some of them may actually be on Star Trek products, but we thought this would be a good time to talk about the things we think would be cool or, or maybe make a great gift for the Trek geek in your life. I think that's a great idea. Black Friday. Black Friday. <laughs> Black Friday, Diane. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. It's it's. I love getting the emails. Uh, I, I subscribe to a bunch of places that give emails about new products, and, and I love seeing the ideas that people come out with. There was one that came out over the summer, I think, that this is the one that I'm really – you know, if 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 you got a big Trek fan on your Christmas list, and Black Friday's coming out, the unfortunate thing is, even though I'm going to talk about it, it's not available yet. But it's still something that is a big gift idea, and that is the official um, communicator that is that has been developed. That is a Bluetooth communicator that hooks up to your phone, and you will have an actual functional working Star Trek original series communicator with all the sound effects, everything. It'll work as a phone. It'll work as as Anything that a that a Bluetooth connected device can do, um, it is pretty sweet looking. And I know that when they had the pre orders over the summer, I believe, right before Vegas, they sold out in like an hour. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, um, that's the big one. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Anybody who is who are culinary fans uh, like I am, I'm always looking for new things for the kitchen. Um, they just released a brand new Enterprise cutting board uh just last week i believe which, which we is, talked about in the last episode <laughs> <laughs> that's right we did didn't we yeah, yeah. um it's uh, i like i i like the idea of it i don't know if it would work right i don't know how large it is or but it just uh, I'll, I'll take it because it's star trek i know but i don't know if a, if a lot of people would like it in their kitchen <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure that if i had it it would be relegated to a drawer yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't serve cheese and crackers very often. <laughs> you know, when I want a cutting board, I want there to be a lot of space for when I'm cutting vegetables or, right. you know, if I'm cutting a whole chicken or something like that. And it looks like this isn't as, like you said, uh, maybe not as big. Uh, who knows? Yep. But it looks like yeah. it's a good cheese and crackers board looking at some of the photos on StarTrek.com. Yep. Um, you barbecue a lot, don't you? I do. I love to grill. Absolutely. Okay. Well, they just came out with a Star Trek The Next Generation barbecue set. <laughs> of course they did. And it comes in a metal case, and when it's closed, it looks like an official Starfleet uh, case. Um, and it's got several things in it. It's got uh, – let's see. What do we got here? Uh, it's got stainless steel – they're all stainless steel tools – you got four Delta skewers, so I guess they're just skewers with the Delta logo on it for your shish kebab. It's got some uh, tongs with the Delta uh, logo on it. It's got a Cardassian fork, which is kind of cool. The actual fork, the end of the fork is the Cardassian Obsidian Order logo, I guess is the best way to describe it. Mm. Um, and then a giant spatula in the shape of the Enterprise D. Who would not want that for their barbecue, <laughs> Bill? I know I would, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's um it, one of the funny things you know we, we we're laughing and joking around it's funny how the most obscure thing you can think of now is being marketed with star trek well you know I, who would have thought that there would be a barbecue set that would come out with all the star trek logos on it uh, cbs will will put the star trek logo and and designs on anything we've known that for years but 
the barbecue set and particularly the sushi set over on thinkgeek.com <laughs> prove that to the nth degree. And I was silly enough to actually text my wife in Vegas when I saw the sushi set. Do you think Becca, who's my youngest, would like that? <laughs> and probably, but it would never get used and it would just sit there and collect dust. Right. Um, it looks great, but yeah. And, but I'm one of the schmucks that would probably want the barbecue set <laughs> and wouldn't use it because I wouldn't want to get it dirty. Oh, and I really? know that for a fact because I have the Star Trek Enterprise pizza cutter, which I barely ever use because I don't want to get it dirty. I use that all the time. <laughs> Does it I, work good? Yeah, it works great. Do you have the D or the original series? I have the original series. I also have the original series okay. bottle opener, which I love. I use it all the time. I don't have that. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Okay. You should get well, one. Christmas pres- well, maybe a, maybe a podcaster I know can pick something up for Christmas for me. I'm sure we could get Champion to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think the restraining order is over until 2017. Uh, so I can't take anything from him. He won't let me get near him. Damn it. You know what yeah, I've been looking at that I really kind of like? I mean, and I, I never wear these, but I just saw it on StarTrek.com today. The Star Trek Klingon bathrobe. It looks like a, a TOS Klingon uniform. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just it looks cool. I mean, I don't I don't wear bathrobes. I mean, but well, you got that pick that great picture of you in your uh, Kirk bathrobe. That's true. I don't well, wear. I probably need to wear that more often. <laughs> it does look good. And and you did get me last year the very cool Worf sweatshirt that was from the cool. Next Generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so is there's awesome. lots of clothing out there that people can uh, can order for their Trek fans. Well, there's you know, a lot of good stuff out there. You know, there and really anything is. that's Trek is good. You know, there's a there will be deals to be had too, especially for Black Friday. You know, if you're in the states or even maybe not a, uh, inside the states, odds are there will be deep discounts on things. StarTrek.com mm-hmm. always have sales. ThinkGeek.com always has sales. Yep. Amazon always has sales. So right. You know, if you're shopping for the Trekkie in your life. You know, there is, there's great deals out there to be had. You know, I love the ships of the line calendars. I get that every yes. year for my cube at work. Yep. Um, usually I find some kind of clothes thing or my wife usually surprises me with, you know, a t-shirt or last year she got me the, uh, the original series hot wheels, which I didn't, had no idea existed. <laughs> there's a set of six yep. and I love those. Those are, you know, hanging on my wall in my office at work. Um, you know, there's new pint glasses, there's keychains, there's clothes, you name it, you can find it. In addition to deals on Blu-ray sets right? for, oh, yes. for next gen and the movies. So, yep. I'll tell you what though, who would not want an original series phaser that is a universal remote for your television? You know, I've looked at that, but the only <laughs> thing that has made me balk at it is the price. Yes. Oh, it's expensive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love it, yep. but I don't love it that much. Right. I agree. 150 bucks for a remote control? Yeah. And it, yeah. It looks awesome, though. <laughs> so 25 years ago, there used to be a Star Trek The Next Generation Type 2 phaser remote control. That was awesome. I didn't know they had one. Oh, I, I had one for the longest time. And uh, huh. I, I don't... They're probably hard to find now, but they worked for... You know, for the vast majority of TVs. And, the, and it made the sound effects if you wanted, which was great, too. But I would use that thing all the time. It's like I was shooting my TV. <laughs> so 
So, did you have a picture of me hanging up on the wall uh, that you used? I didn't know you then, but if I did, oh man, uh, it would have been like Guinan, okay. you know, on the phaser range on the Enterprise D. I'd been shoo shoo shoo. Well, Dan, we should point out that you and I have no relationship with any of these companies or products. Absolutely, you know, yep. we're not getting just... a, a kickback for talking about this. We're just talking about things we think are cool. Yeah, absolutely. We see stuff online. We're like, hey, that's kind of cool. We want to tell people about it. Yep. No relationship whatsoever. Just two dudes. Just two dudes. And speaking of which, we are two dudes who this week are particularly thankful. Um, It is Thanksgiving coming up in the United States. We know Canada had theirs recently. And now it's our turn here. And, um, well, Dan, as, as you sit down with family and friends to, you know, sort of gorge on turkey and stuff um what are you thankful for this particular thanksgiving well i would have to say that first and foremost as always is my wonderful wife uh i'm always thankful for that i would not be anything if it were not for that woman um i love her more than anything in the world and i'm glad to share everything that i share with her and she is the thing that i will always be most thankful for forever um of course, friends and family is always important, and that goes without saying. Um, but I got to say, in all seriousness, we joke around a lot, Bill. We have a good time. We we bust each other's balls a lot. I am thankful for what you did over the past year. You came up with this idea of what we're doing now. We talked about it for a long time. We finally kicked it off this year in January. Um, it has been unlike anything I could have imagined. Over the past year, we're 39 episodes in. I got to be honest, we've talked about it. A lot of podcasts don't always make it that far. We've done we've done well. We have a great time doing it. We have a great following. We're getting to do things that I never thought would be possible if it were not for this idea that you came up with. This was you, and I'm happy to be a part of it, and I'm thankful that you wanted me to be a part of it with you. Um, what we just talked about for the last 45 minutes is a perfect example of why I'm thankful that we decided to do what we did because we are having a blast of just two guys talking track and getting on each other's nerves and having fun doing it. And I am thankful that you and I have been friends for so long so that we could share this together for the past year and hopefully for many, many years forward, my good friend. You know, I uh, see normally at this phase, I would come back with some kind of stinging retort, <laughs> but I, I can't because <laughs> you went and got all real on me. <laughs> well, you know, buddy, I am um, personally for me, I mean, like you, I am, I'm thankful beyond words for, for my wife. You know, she, she changed my world so much for the better. And I would be a shell of the man I am today without her. I am, I, I'm the luckiest, I'm the luckiest kid on the planet. I really am. I get to do the things that I love to do with people I love to do them with. Whether it's, you know, going through my life and raising our, our rescue dog with my wife or whether it's doing this podcast with you. It's, it's been the realization of, you know, a, a lot of things I never thought possible on all sides. I am... Um, you, know, you you talked a lot about how this was me, but this wouldn't have worked with just me. And I knew that I needed, you know, I, I needed somebody to balance me out. And 
well, the Trek Geek podcast wouldn't work. It had to be two of us. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, without you, there is no this. And so I'm, I'm innately thankful for that beyond, beyond words. I'm also thankful for the people who download this silly little show every week and listen to it yep. and give us feedback and and give us crap online and and give us their messages of of thanks and how much they enjoy just two guys talking about Star Trek. You know, it's uh it's been eye-opening, it's been it, it's been amazing. We've heard from people that we never would have thought possible, you know, as guests or as right. listeners. And it's been nothing but rewarding. You know, I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for Star Trek. You know, it's helped to bring me some of the best things that I've experienced in my life. And whether it's this podcast or our visit to, to Trek Continues or, you know, whether all those times as a kid growing up, it gave me comfort and solace or dreams, you know? So I'm, I'm right. thankful for a great many things. And um, I'll be traveling this week to my sisters in, outside of Atlanta and I'm psyched for that too because I've got two new family members to meet, which I'm very excited about. Uh, both nice. my niece, uh, my niece and her husband had a uh, had a son this past year, and my nephew and his wife had a daughter. So, you know, two new, you know, a new great niece and a new great nephew for me to dote upon, which I'm very excited about. So, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of food. It's going to be a lot of football. It's going to be a lot of fun. You and I have have been on a wild ride since January, and there are only good things ahead in 2016, and I wouldn't do this with anybody else, buddy. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And likewise, it would not be what it is without without you uh, uh, to to lead me the right way and for me to get on your back when you're not doing things that you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. You and, know I was going to get back to the regular banter, oh, didn't you? I totally did. And truth be told <laughs> – we would not be anything without each and every one of you who listens. So thank you so much for taking an hour out of your week every week to, to download Trek geeks and listen to it. It means the world to us as do all of you. And we hope that you all in the, in the States and, and uh, those who happen to celebrate it this week have a safe and happy Thanksgiving holiday. And if you, uh, you are traveling, please be safe and, uh, and have just enjoy the days because they are great days. Very well said. So, Dan, let's uh, let's put a wrap on this one so we can go eat some turkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gobble. <laughs> Plain, planes. <laughs> hey, planes, trains, and automobiles. Best Thanksgiving movie ever. Go watch it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, Dan, uh, how might people you know shake off their trip to fan coma and get in touch with us? <laughs> After you wake up. Um, you can go ahead on to Twitter, Facebook, or Skype, and uh, you'll find us. Our handle is Trek Geeks. Uh, you can send us an email if you'd like at trekgeeks at starfleet.com. Uh, or if you want to give us a call and leave a voicemail, please feel free to do so. It's uh, 508-784-1701. If you want to send Bill an individual tweet and keep it secret from me, you can do that. <laughs> uh, his handle is at Trek Geek Bill, and I'm very bad at secrets, but you can go ahead and send me something also. Mine is at DCDDS9. We love hearing from everybody. Um, also, we want you to join our Facebook page uh, for Trek Geeks. It's called Camp Kittimer. Uh, you're welcome to share things you love about Trek, engage in conversation, tell us what your holiday was like, all that good stuff. Um, join the group right at facebook.com slash groups 
plural, slash Camp Kittimer, and we will uh, we'll let you write in. Um, also, as always, please remember that any comments or messages you leave on any of these places may be used in future episodes because we just love to tell everybody what people say about us. We, we do. We absolutely do. <laughs> and there's actually an additional way with which you can leave us feedback. If you go to trekgeeks.com on the right-hand side, you'll notice a big blue button that says send voicemail. You can send us a message through SpeakPipe, and it will come straight to us. Um, that way you don't have to worry about calling or recording something. You just make sure you got a microphone, and bam, you're good to go. So feel free to send us feedback that way, too. And uh, after the new year, we'll be uh, talking about something very special to do with, with SpeakPipe that we hope you'll all take advantage of. So uh, for now, I suppose we should also thank our friends in the band Five Year Mission. We mm-hmm. truly hope that they are the house band when STLV 50 convenes and well, as of this recording, 258 days because it will make for one hell of a show. Uh, we hope you'll all go out to fiveyearmission.net, pick up a copy of Spock's Brain and anything else they do. And then while you're at it, please, please, please let Creation Entertainment know that you want Five Year Mission back as the house band. That would mean the world to us and and to, to the guys in the band and, well, even Fark, quite honestly. Because yeah. that guy's hard to impress. He's impressive, he is. but he's hard to impress. He is. Nobody wears a pink Trek Geek shirt like he does, I'll tell you that much. That was... That was the hot picks. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Fark. And, Fark uh, <laughs> and please remember, uh, we will be posting some photos from our Star Trek Continue set visit to our Facebook page. So feel free to check that out. But for now, this has been episode 39. We wish you all a happy Trexgiving. Live long and prosper. Look at this mug, it's filled with steaming coffee, coconut flavor, it's tasty and it's yummy, I don't know much, but I know I love it, coconut is the way to go. So, uh, yeah, I got a cold. I'm all coffee-waffy. Whiny, apparently? No, not whiny. <sighs> Bill, I'm not whiny. <laughs> What's in the countdowns? You have 106 days till STTUV? What's that? The Ultimate Voyage. Oh. That is the concert, my friend. I was like... It's, he, sh- he doesn't mean Star Wars because it's spelled <laughs> wrong. 
He doesn't mean Star Trek Beyond because that's not right. Like, what the hell? I am going to say something about this, though. Mm-hmm. Don't put it in the news because it doesn't belong there. <laughs> I'll throw it. Down. I'll throw it in somewhere. Oh, we can talk about it in the outtake. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you, I wasn't going to do it. I was not going to install it because it's my nephew's machine. Because I'm yeah. not getting the new one until it's out. Yeah. I don't know. I got it. it. Came in the mail yesterday, and I got that stormtrooper face just looking at me. That eye. It's like, TK421, why are you where you post? And I'm like, because I want to play the game. <laughs> so I decided to install it anyway. And I've only played... <laughs> I got to I gotta give it to the people at EA because as the game is loading, they let you play Darth Vader and just go around killing people. While it's installing, it says, here, go kill Rebels while it's waiting for the install to finish. Well, that's all anyone should want to do because <laughs> the, the, the dark side is awesome. Yes. So it installed, and I wasn't gonna. I didn't, I'm like, oh, I really shouldn't. I should wait, but no. So I just went and I played a couple tutorial missions. OMFG, man, it is freaking awesome, awesome. Did you just really drop an OMFG? OMFG, OMFG! Oh my god, it's big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. It's worth the OMFG because it was. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I have. I've um, I've ridden a land or a uh, speeder bike from Return of the Jedi. I have piloted an ATST uh, and killed rebels. I have flown in an X-wing, and I have been a, a guy running along the cliffs of Pothlin shooting the the droids. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I can't even deal with you. 